Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to episode one of a three-part series. And in this, we are going to talk all about everything you need to know to really nail an interview. Um, And we're talking mostly specifically about job interviews, on-staff interviews for either agency, internal agency or external agency. But this is also going to be very valuable for you if you're interviewing for freelance work or you're interviewing for contracting work. So definitely don't uh, don't skip this. Um, And in this first episode, we're going to talk about what you need to do to prepare before you even get to that interview. You want to come in and make sure that you are ready to go. And so all of these steps are going to be crucial. Kate and I, and uh, well, just our team in general, we've been doing some interviewing lately and boy. We've got lots of tips from it. We've got some (laughs) tips to offer you guys. Uh, Some things to avoid, some things to do. Yeah. Uh, And keep in mind too, this is, you know, Sometimes full-time jobs, they might be open to hiring a freelancer. So go in knowing that. We always say you can apply to jobs like this and throw it out there if you really want to remain freelance. Or, you know, you treat this almost like as prep for a discovery call as well, because that's similar to an interview in that the company wants to know, you know, what it's like to work with you. It's kind of like a two-way interview as it always should be, no matter what situation you're in. You want to know if you want to work with them. They want to know if they want to work with mm-hmm. you. So bear that in mind as we as we go through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, that brings up a point too. Even before, if you see a job posting, even before, well, so if you see a job posting, your immediate instinct I think a lot of people's immediate instinct, whether you're, whether you want to be full-time or whether you want to freelance is to upload your resume, click a button, Mm -hmm. you know, do the the one click, the the easy easy apply. Yes. Which is, I think 
a voice. So bad. <laughs> the worst development for both of applicants and for people who are getting those applications mm-hmm. through. It's terrible. Um, but first of all, because there's that there's that internal gatekeeper, right? The 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 when you apply for something, it's not going directly to the hiring manager. It's going to uh, often usually um, an internal HR person or an internal recruiter. And that internal recruiter has very specific, they're not an expert in copy or in, in creative. Nope. So they have a very specific set of qualifications and a very specific, they may even have like keywords that they're looking for. And if your application doesn't meet that, it's never going to get to the hiring manager, to the, the creative director or the marketing director or whatever. Whereas the creative director, the marketing director is much more of an expert and may be able to see how your resume or your your cover letter, your application would fit that position, but it never gets to them because it goes through that internal recruiter. So no matter what you're applying for, whether you are pitching for freelance work, whether you're applying for a full-time job, don't do that one-click apply and do a little bit of research, mm-hmm. find out who is the hiring manager or, or at least who is likely to be the hiring manager. Even if you don't get the exact right person, there's a very, very good chance that the, it will, they'll just forward it along to the correct person. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It's easy and it, that's what makes it easy apply, but it also doesn't, If it, nothing, nothing worth doing is easy, right? So if you want to show you really want a job, take that extra step. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and here's something that you should be aware of as well, or maybe a something to start doing if you have not been doing this. Along with that whole easy apply is that, well, I see something, I'm just going to click and apply, click and apply, click and apply. And um, we've done it for our job postings, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing more and more about other cop- uh, other companies doing it, is we put... Um, we buried little, little tasks. instructions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially little tests into our job descriptions. Um, you know, at the bottom, you have to, if you want to apply, you have to use these words in your subject line, mm-hmm. and that's at the bottom of the application. You know, or we also ask you to include this piece of information or something like that. And we want people to read through the job description, as does any company, because. And frankly, we all should be reading through the job description. It shouldn't just be like, oh, copywriter, here's the salary. That sounds good. Read what they're looking for. And, you know, you might find you don't actually aren't interested or maybe you find you're really interested. And that gives you that motivation to to find that hiring manager to figure out who to send your, your resume and cover letter. There's a lot that's in there. And so do take the five minutes and and read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I'm very detail oriented. Yes. And never actually read through the job description and, and did what we asked them to do. And again, we do it. And I know that companies are doing it a lot more because it makes it easy to to weed out the people who didn't even take the time to read the job description. And if you don't take the time to read the job description, um, I'm going to say it because it, it's going to sound a little mean, but you guys know this is tough love. If you don't take the job time to read the job description, you do not deserve the job. Yeah. You don't deserve an interview. You don't deserve. And, and well, it means you're not going to take the time necessarily to do the work and to slow down and to give the work the time it deserves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So be 
thorough, if it's if it's a, a job that you actually want, and we're going into this discussion assuming that this is a job you want. If it's not a job you want, then why are you applying apply. for it anyway? Yeah. But just, you know, keep looking yeah. for me, that's fine. Don't send 50, 50, you know, send 5, 10, however many it is, real good cover, light, cover letter and resumes to places you actually want to apply versus just kind of spamming the whole you know, LinkedIn and hoping something sticks or something mm-hmm. comes back. Well, there's that pitch pitch email um, parallel, right? Like, yes. don't send mass pitches, right? Because it looks incredibly lazy, and nobody wants to hire a lazy copywriter. And frankly, you don't want to work with the kind of client that would hire someone who sends a mass pitch because they have no idea what they're doing. Um, so yeah, you have to take the time to when you find an opportunity that you're truly interested in. And yeah, if you're not interested in something, don't apply for it. Um, take the time, read through the job description. Um, but at the same time, don't don't necessarily let the job description be a barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll hear sometimes that, well, the job description said that you have to have a you have to have a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in marketing. Or like, four plus years of copywriting experience. Yes. Yeah. Which it's I will tell you as someone who has hired people both in this company and at several other companies, no, it does it really doesn't matter. It you know, if you have a bachelor's degree in biochemistry and not cool. in marketing, yeah, great, interesting. <laughs> but but you have a great portfolio, I don't care what you're majoring in in college. Exactly. Yep. And quite frankly, too, if you have a great portfolio, I don't even care if you went to college. Mm-hmm. If you can do the job well. Then that's what I care about. So when you start, when you see qualifications, things like must have a bachelor's degree in this, must have, you know, same thing with experience, must have two to three years experience. Well, people put that in there because they have to put something. If they mm-hmm. say zero experience, then they're going to get people with zero experience. And the truth is, guys, CCA students, you guys know this, you don't have zero experience. And also because you have spent, maybe it's, maybe it's six months, but you've spent six months focusing mm-hmm. on copy and, and practicing and honing your skills and building your website and learning how to pitch, that could equate to two years of someone who is in a very, very junior copywriting position and never really gets a chance to actually write all that much copy or, or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be dissuaded by the, the quote unquote qualifications. But that's also another reason why you need to get it to the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have these qualifications that the internal recruiter has been told to look for, they're going to toss it. Where you toss your application, whereas the creative director might get it and go, "Oh, interesting! Mm-hmm. And that's a good portfolio. I want to meet with this person." Along with qualifications, you know, a big one is must have agency experience. A lot of agencies put that, and it's kind of a catch twenty two if you've, you're trying to break into an agency, and literally every agency is like, "Well, you must already have agency experience." Don't let that be a barrier either. I think the big thing agencies are looking for is that you can manage a lot of different projects, potentially multiple different clients. And as a copywriter who's built your, you know, your own copywriting business, you already know how to do that. You're kind of like a one-person agency already, right? You're doing multiple different things, handling multiple different projects, multiple different clients, multiple timelines. And so you can speak to that. So don't let agency experience get in the way. Uh, and before I forget to to the detail-oriented point, be very careful about using it. Because the second you say you're detail-oriented, people are going to look for 
any little thing like the comma or period. I thought they were detail oriented. Look at this typo. So show it versus say it. And how you show it is by reading that job description and doing anything that it asks in there. Uh, and, you know, paying attention to detail is finding that hiring manager. It's taking that extra step. So find ways that you can show your attention to the small things. Don't write it out necessarily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So in a nutshell, don't disqualify yourself before anybody else does, yeah. right? Don't don't say no to yourself without even giving them an opportunity to to see your work. Say yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, say yes to yourself. Yes to yourself. Yeah. Um and apply for that work. Okay. So, we've given you a lot of tips for what to do to prepare for the interview, how to apply, and then how to prepare for it. Now, we have made a three-part series, so coming up next is going to be what to actually do in the interview. And then what to do after the interview to bring your A-game, be the best possible applicant you can possibly be for the position. So keep your eyes out for those, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one, and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.